Happy New Year, everyone. I praise God that you're here this morning and you are awake and you are vibrant and you're excited to worship the Lord. Uh, those of you who belong to CCF Sydney, you will know that that fireworks display was from CCF Sydney. In this CCF Sydney, Sydney lang. Happy New Year, everyone. I trust that you had a safe and happy New Year indeed, spending time with your family, with your loved ones. You know, uh, just like that, 2016 is gone. We are now 2017, imagine. And as I was just recalling, um, it was just like a blink that everybody was so how can I put it? Was so concerned about Y2K. You remember that? What will happen? The computers are not designed to go over 1999. But where, where are we today? 2017 and counting. Do you realize that it is another year closer to the return of Jesus Christ? Amen? Are you excited? Things may be happening all around us. Things that we do not understand. But you know, He is still worthy to be praised. Because God is still on the throne. This past year, even in this congregation, we have people who have been taken from us by the Lord. Just this morning, I sent out a prayer request to all of you that our brother, the son-in-law of our sister, Dr. Nene, is scheduled for an operation. Imagine they're just celebrating and then he can't seem to balance. He can't seem to focus. And now, they say that there's a tumor in his brainstem. And they have to operate. Now, if we are not mindful of who is the one who... In control of all things then how can we worship amen but he who sits on the throne is still on the throne and he is not surprised by anything and even for that alone brothers and sisters I encourage you and I implore you that we can still worship the Lord our God. Amen? Amen? So whatever 2016 was, good or bad, we have a bright future in front of us. Amen? Amen. Now this morning, uh, I want to ask you a question. And please feel free to answer. Especially those of you who are, uh, let's say, used to uh, computers. What do you do if you're trying to work at something and it doesn't seem to work, you've tried time and time again 
and it doesn't seem to work. What do you do? Huh? Restart. What else? What's another word for restart? Reboot. What's another word for reboot? Reset. Now, what buttons do you need to press to have a reboot, restart, reset? Control, Alt, Delete. Control, Alt, Delete. This is the title of my message this morning. Control, Alt, Delete. We can reset. Never mind 2016. It's all gone. Reset. Because today is what? 2017. What? I, ch I challenged the, the group last night. Paul said, forgetting what lies behind, I press on toward the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Reset. What do we need to do? Control, Alt, Delete. Reset. What happened? What happened? Before I tell you what happened, we will pray. We will reset. We will commit this time to the author of the book that we will read from. Is that okay with you? Let's pray. God Almighty, we thank you for your word. Your word and you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. People may come and go. Things and circumstances may change. But you, O oh God, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, you do not change. And we worship you this morning through our singing. Now we have the opportunity, Lord God, to worship you through your word. Speak to all of us, Lord God. And be pleased to glorify yourself. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. What's the message this morning? Control, Alt, Delete. Control, Alt, Delete. God created the angels. Angels are his messengers. And we read all about them in scripture. And in Job chapter 38, 4 to 7, it reads, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the hand, stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstones? When the morning star sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Job was at the point of committing sin. He had lost his family. He had lost everything that he owned. But what did he say? Naked I came to this world, naked I shall depart. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But God was gracious to Job, and God answered him and questioned him. Where were you? You, you whom I have created, questioned me? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? Where were you I measured its expanse? Where were you, do you know? And who was witnessing creation, brothers and sisters? Who was there witnessing God's creations? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Who are these sons of God? 
angels. The angels who were worshiping God since eternity past. They were there. They were witnesses to God's creation. And then what happened? Isaiah 14. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How are you cut down to the ground? You have weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down. What was the sin? Huh? Pride. Lucifer said to his heart, I will be like the Most High. Who is Lucifer? An angel. He's not an ordinary angel. According to the Bible, he is the most beautiful, most highly adorned angel. And what happened to him? Pride. Pride entered his heart. And he said, I will be like the Most High. And what did God do? He was thrown out of heaven. Control. Alt. Delete. So what does God do? Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Brothers and sisters, in all of God's creation, it is only humankind that God created in his image. The angels, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, one-third of all the angels joined the rebellion. God creates man. In his image and likeness, he creates man. Male and female, he created them. And he gave them instructions. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God gave the entire world for the use of mankind. The command was what? Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. And God promised that everything that man needed for his sustenance would be provided. But God also gave a command. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. So did God provide sustenance for mankind? Yes. Of every tree you may eat. Verse 17, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. 
For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. God provided everything for man's pleasure, for man's sustenance. There is only one command. Do not eat of that tree. God is so gracious that he would warn Adam and Eve. The entire garden is at your disposal, but of that one tree you must not eat. For eating of it you will surely die. What does a man do? So the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. What did they do? Why did they disobey? Because of pride. First John tells us a parallel to this verse, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes. The woman saw that the fruit was good for eating, making one wise. And what did she do? She disobeyed. And who was there with her? Her husband. She gave some to her husband and what did he do? Duh, eat. What did God say? Don't eat. These man and woman, Adam and Eve, the one created in his image, to whom God gave everything, just do not do this one thing, decided to disobey. And in their disobedience, control, alt, delete. God said, the Lord God said to the serpent, we all know that woman is cursed with childbearing pains, right? The man was cursed to labor. By the sweat of his brow he will labor. And from thorns and thistles he will harvest food to eat. To the serpent he said, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall... What? Finish it. Strike his heel. There's going to be a reset. There is going to become coming a Messiah. He will reset everything. He's going to do a reset. He, the seed of the woman, will come and he will crush your head, but you will strike his heel. I notice that things are not working right. So we will what? Reset. We will reset. We will reset. Never mind. We will leave that to God. So, what happened? Man continued to multiply. Was that not the command of God? Fill the earth. Multiply. Subdue the earth. When Adam and Eve sinned, sin entered the world. And what did God say? Eating a bit, you will surely die. 
So when man sinned, death entered the world. Why? Because all have sinned. And man continued to multiply and to grow in number. And look at what Genesis 6 tells us. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And the every intent, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Speak of redundancy. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. Imagine. The creator of the universe grieved in his heart that he had ever created man. Why? Because of the wickedness of man. Every thought in his heart, his every evil intention was only evil continually. So what did God decide to do? So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. Control, out, delete. I'm going to reset things. But if God would wipe every living human being from the earth, how then would he be able to fulfill the promise to Adam and Eve that the seed of the woman will be Messiah, the Savior of the world? How? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You see, it's still all about the grace of God. Eat of the fruit and you will die. Did they die? Yes and no. They did not die instantaneously. They became mortal. And their life had a lifespan. They died spiritually because they were put out of the presence of God. And as man continued to rebel, his wickedness continued to spread. I'm going to do a reset. I'm going to wipe out mankind except Noah, his sons Shem, Ham, and Japheth and their wives. And how did it? Grace of God? How can it be that God is going to destroy everything yet we're talking about the grace of God? Well, look at what Genesis chapter 6, 3 tells us. The Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. Oh. God still gives you 120 years. So what does he do? And God said to Noah, The end of flesh shall come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them. With the earth. Did God do a reset? Yes. Only Noah, Mrs. Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives were saved from the flood. And the flood waters rose over all the earth and stayed for 150 days. Who would be left? Just eight. Do you know that the Chinese character for salvation 
is eight men, eight people in a boat. Oh, what ako inside. Jamie Santos, if in case you do not remember. It's no coincidence. Eight people in a boat. The wickedness of man has become a stench to the Lord our God. Control. Uh, delete. He resets it. And establishes a new covenant with Noah. He said, So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and bird of the air. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. And just as he had promised to Adam and Eve, he said, So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, What? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that move on the earth, and all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I have given you all things as the green herbs. Do you remember it? To whom did God give this promise originally? To Adam and Eve, who disobeyed God, were separated from Him, and the sinfulness of man continued to grow until God control all delete. Let's reset it. Now I will establish a new covenant with you. And He said, God made the covenant with Noah, Almighty God who is not accountable to any one of us, made a covenant with Noah. Never again shall I reset through water. And the Bible tells us that the next reset will be by fire. No longer by water. It will be by fire. So what happens? Time continues and people begin to multiply and continue to fill the earth. Why? Waiting for the time. The time that God will fulfill His promise of salvation. The seed of the woman shall crush your head, but you will strike His heel. And Galatians 4.45 says, But when the fullness of time had come, all these thousands of years have come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. For what purpose? To redeem those who were under the law. Why? That we might receive the adoption as sons. Who are these born under the law? Us, you and I. And who is the Son of God that was born to us? Emmanuel, God with us. The one whose birth we celebrated just last Sunday. Why did God allow all of this time to pass? 
Why? Because God had made sure that everything was just in the right place. So that in the fullness of time, what happened? God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, the seed of the woman. Born of a woman, born under the law. For what purpose? To redeem those who are under the law. God's timing, my friends, is not the same as our timetable. God, this is my prayer request. And can you answer it yesterday? We are all in a hurry. This generation is all in a hurry. You know, a few days ago, guess which drive-thru I went through? Oh. I give you, huh? In and out? No. Another guess. Huh? McDonald's? No. Starbucks? No. Burger? Burger machine daw. Brad, walang burger machine dito. Okay, you know what drive-thru I went through? Okay? South Bay Firewood drive-thru. Oh. Pati Firewood may drive-thru. I'm not kidding you. You go in, when your car hits that wire, ting, there's a bell. And then there, the firewood is ready for you. You want almond, you want pine, you want eucalyptus, you want shortcut, you want long cut. Imagine, this generation is in a hurry. Everything is microwave, everything is fast food. But in the fullness of time, my friends, God is not accountable for us when He will do things and how He will do things and why He does things. He is God. He is not accountable, responsible, answerable to any one of us. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son. Why? To complete His promise, to fulfill His promise that Messiah would come as a seed of the woman born under the law to redeem all of us who were under the law. And what is the law? What's the law? The wages of sin is death. That's the law. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But of this tree, you must not eat. For eating of it, you will surely die. The wages of sin is death. I praise God for that but. As a parent, I don't like my kids to tell but. This but I love. But. What does it say? But the free gift of God is what? Eternal life. What a reset. I am supposed to pay for my sin with death. But God chooses to give me eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those of us under the law. Yes. And how? 
Look at Mark 16, 5 through 7. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. Who, is, who could that be? An angel. And they were alarmed. Of course they are alarmed. Anything that we do not know causes us alarm. When the annunciation of the birth of Jesus Christ happened to the shepherds, what did the angel say? Do not be afraid. Do not be alarmed. They were alarmed. This is unknown to them. But he said to them, don't be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. Now what usually happens to a person who is crucified? He dies. But this Jesus who was crucified is not an ordinary human being. He is God's son sent in the fullness of time to redeem those under the law. This Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified, he is risen. He is not here. Why are you here? Why do you come? Why do you worship? Is it not because we believe that Jesus is risen? Yes? Yes? You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. You don't believe? See the place where they laid him. And then what did the angel say next? Go. Tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Before Jesus ascended back into heaven, he was seen by the twelve and more than 500 people at one time. The tomb is empty. Usually a person dies, you just bury, that's it. Control, alt, delete. This son of God, who is also son of man, will die, but he will rise. Because he is the son of God. And only through his death and resurrection can you and I have the forgiveness of sin and the promised gift of eternal life. The wages of sin is death. And death had to be paid for. But you and I are not worthy because all of us are sinners. And God had to send his one and only son, the sinless one, the one who was tempted in every way, yet was without sin. He became sin for you and I. He who knew no sin became sin on our behalf. Why? So that there could be a reset. So that you and I could have the opportunity to place our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords. My friends, there is going to be a major reset. Read with me. Now I saw a new heaven and an earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. 
also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with me, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be, be his people. God himself will be with them. There will be no more weeping, no gnashing of teeth. Behold, I will make all things new. Reset. Control, alt, delete. Reset. There will be a major reset in God's perfect timing. All things will be made new. You like all things to be made new? You will go back to your figure. All your hair will be back in place. And all your hair will not only be back in place, they will be black again. My friends, God is in the business of changing lives and He is preparing a reset. A major reset. It's coming. But do you know that there is one reset that God cannot do? That God has given to us because you and I are the only ones who can press control out delete God has given us the freedom of choice yes God did not create us as robots yes so we have the ability and the accountability as it says in 2nd Corinthians 5 17 to 19 therefore if if if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is that not a reset? Is that not control, alt, delete? But there is a condition. If, if anyone be in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all, all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Is everyone a new creation in Christ? Yes or no? No? Because the verse is exclusive. If. So if you're not in Christ, how can you consider yourself in your creation? Because the Bible says, if you are in Christ, you are in your creation, the old has gone, the new has come. If you are not in Christ, you're still your old self, brother, sister. But if you are in Christ, 
you are a new creation. You may look in the mirror right after I end. You'll still be the same person. But if you are in Christ, God's, God looks at you. He's a new creation. The old person has gone. The new person has come to life. Though your, skin, though your sins are red as scarlet, they will become white as snow. The blood of Jesus covers us. So when God looks at a person who has placed his or her faith in Christ, when God sees you, what does God see? The blood of Christ. The perfect, unblemished blood of the Lamb. That's why we sang about it this morning. Worthy is the Lamb. Holy, holy, holy is He. And what else? God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Who is not us? To whom God has given the ministry of reconciliation. Who is not us? Is that you? Is that me? Is it just the pastors of CCF? Or is it every one of us? It's every one of us. Everyone who has a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ has this ministry. This ministry of reconciliation. To be a messenger of reconciliation to anyone and everyone whom you encounter, who needs to know Jesus Christ in a personal way. What's the message this morning? Control, alt, delete. What is my application for all of us? Control, alt, delete. Control. Give control of your life to Jesus. If you have not yet come to that point that you had humbled yourself before God and opened the door of your heart and I invited Him into your life as your Savior and Lord, give control of your life to Jesus. If you have done that, live an alternative life of obedience to God. When you accept Jesus Christ, you don't just receive Him as your Lord, as your Savior. He has to be the Lord of your life. What kind of acceptance is it that you're only willing to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you are not willing to obey Him? If you decide to live an alternative lifestyle of obedience to God, I submit to you, the people around you will notice that you are different. And because you are different, Lord willing, they will want to know what is that in you that makes you different. Give control of your life to Jesus. 
live an alternative lifestyle of obedience to God. You see? Wala pala. Tinanggal pala. Matthew 28, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. That's a command. And what? Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey. Ay, dito lang. All, all that. God says, obey all. So it is important for a believer in Christ Jesus to live an alternative lifestyle of obedience to all that God commands. Amen? What's the third? If God has given to us the ministry of reconciliation, may I submit to you, you should deliver the gospel to anyone and everyone willing to listen. How will they know if no one tells them? How will they know? Faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. But how will they hear, Lord, if no one tells them? How will they go if no one sends them? And Jesus Christ told his disciples, I am sending you as lambs to wolves. Atakot kayo. You have no fear. You know why? Because God is with you. And lo, I am with you. What? Always. Even to the end of the age. What's the message this morning? Control, alt, delete. Give control of your life to Jesus. Live an alternative lifestyle of obedience to God. And when the opportunity presents itself, be bold enough to deliver the gospel message to anyone who is willing to listen. Let's pray. God Almighty, if there is anyone here this morning who is making that decision to give control of his or her life to you, will you just speak to that person, Lord God? Humble be yourself before God's mighty hand and in due time he will lift you up. Between you and the Lord, just confess that you are a sinner needing forgiveness, needing salvation. And ask the Lord Jesus Christ to take control of your life. Secondly, ask the Lord to give you the grace and the power to live an alternative lifestyle of obedience to Him. Ask for forgiveness for the things that you have done in the past that may not have been pleasing to God. Acts of disobedience. Sin that we may have debated with God. Just be honest and ask God, God, will you please forgive me?
by the blood of the Lamb, will you please forgive me? And lastly, will you ask God to send you someone? Someone with whom you can share the good news of eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Talk to God this morning. For all you've done, for all you're going to do, we give you thanks and we lift our praise to you. We give thanks, we give praise, for we know that all things work together for our good. We give thanks, we give praise, for by faith we know your grace will see us through. We give thanks, we give praise, for we know that all things work together for our good. We give thanks, we give praise, for by faith, we know your grace will see us through. Let's all stand and sing this together. For all you've done, for all you're going to do, we give you thanks and we lift our praise to you. We give thanks, we give praise, for we know that all things work together for our good. We give thanks, we give praise, for by faith we know your grace will see us through. We give thanks, we give praise, for we know that all things work together for our good. We give thanks, we give praise, for by faith we know your grace will see us through. For by faith we know your grace will see us through. For by faith we know your grace will see us through. And all God's people said, Amen. And amen. Happy New Year, everyone. God bless all of us.